1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Saints of God, it's wonderful that God loved us enough to accept us just like we were. But it's even more wonderful that the same God who loved us enough to accept us and save us like we were, loves us way too much to leave us the way we were. God wants all of us who he saved to experience transformation and manifestation in our lives. He never intended for us to stay the people that we were. Transformations and manifestations that'll make us to be a powerful people of God that He has always wanted us to be. Transformations and manifestations that'll cause us to live the blessed life that He always intended for you and me. We should want that too. That is to be the kind of people who live the kind of lives God has always intended for you and me. That can only happen. When the transformations and manifestations happen, He wants to happen to you and me. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now, before being born again, we were just born. We were born. Before being born again, this is a deep concept. Before being born again, we were taught. Why is that important? Because since we were born, he told us what to do because we're born again. It's the same thing that happened when we were born. Back when we was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, born into a world system established by the devil that was designed to teach us, train us, educate us so that we become the people that God, so that we would never become the people that God intended for us to be, but we would become the person that Satan wants us to be much less live our lives godly. That's why most of us wasn't living nowhere near godly. We was living like we was taught. We was living like we was trained. We was living like we was explained. And we was trying to live that out to the nth degree. And then actually thinking that we doing good because we thought that was good. But we didn't know what was good because we didn't know God because only God is good. That's why after being born again, the teaching and the training and the educating has to begin again. We don't just have to be born again, we have to be trained again. We don't just have to be born again, we have to be retaught again. Now that makes sense. We were born again, so we have to be taught and and, and trained again. But this time, teaching us and training us and educating us to deny all things that are ungodly. The things that we learn from this world. So we don't just get taught, we have to be untaught. I said, we don't just have to be taught, we have to be untaught. First time, we was taught. That's why we picked up everything so quick. But now we have to be untaught, which might take a while. Ask me why. Because what you thought you was taught, was you thought was already good. So now you're just trying to find the things to fit in in the areas between one bad and another bad that you thought was good. You're trying to just fit something in between there rather than wipe out everything that you learned and replace it with something that's new. That's why he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind, the renovating of your mind, where you tear out everything that was old and replace it with that which is new, which most folk don't want to do. Which most folk are too impatient in their older age, and in their new babyhood, because babies are impatient. I said babies are impatient. They sit there, sit here. They sit there. It's almost like they say three, two, one, and then it's like okay, I've been sitting here, and then they, they, they want to move on to the next thing. They want to they they, they, they want to keep doing everything else. No, no, just sit here and learn. Sit here and be taught. Sit here. And just let somebody teach you something. But people too impatient. Why? Because they're babies. But he's teaching teaching this pastor, Titus, they're going to be babies. But you got to train them like they're children. Don't train them like they're adults. Train them like they're children. That's one of the reasons why God took me through children's church before he gave me the opportunity to come to the sanctuary with the adults. I had to learn how to train children before I came and talked to you children. (laughs) Amen. Praise (laughs) God. Amen. Praise God. I have to learn how to deal with the children before I deal with the children. Because God told me, you got to learn to deal with these children before you learn how to deal with these children. Because it's the same thing. That's why after being born again, the teaching has to begin again. See, we were born again, so we have to be taught, trained, and educated again. The time teaching us, training us, and educating us is now to deny all the things that we were taught in and by this world system. To deny all the things—how many of them? All. all the things that we were trained by this world system. Well, why all? Because a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. Because just a little leaven will leaven the whole lump. You can take— uh, you ain't never did it. If, if you could take away all the yeast and leave just a little piece of it. And leave a little bit in the, middle of that, in the middle of that dough. Come back in the morning. The whole thing then rose up. It swole up. Because that yeast ran through the entire thing. And then it swelled all up. And if you just leave a little of the world in you. A little of the world's teaching in you. Just a little of it up in you. And sit there long enough. you would be just as worldly as you were when you first came through the dough. Oh, wow, that's real hmm that's why you have folk that been in church forever still cussing folk out, forever still playing, forever still lying. They've been in here for how long? And they still lying, conning, bluffing, fluffing, just like the world. Rolling their eyes, looking at folk, backhandedly threatening them, you better be glad I'm saved. <laughs> well, the fact that you said that means you ain't acting like you say. Showing that you're still carnal. That you still got some scales need to take off of you. We got to clean the fish. Is anybody listening to me up here? Gut the sucker. Got to gut it. Yes, God. clean all this stuff up out of there. <laughs> That's why after being born again, the teaching and the training has to begin again. Because this time, The teaching and the training of us and educating us is deny all the things that were taught in us and and, and placed in us by this world system. And we have to be taught to live a life different than the one we learned from, from when we was in the streets. Live a life different than the one. Two things we have to learn, two categories of things. Number one is deny the things that you learn from the world. Number two is learn to live not like the world. Two separate things. One is just taking it out, but the other one is putting something in. But you got to learn them both. That's why we're taught, according to Scripture, verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We're taught that we have to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Two things that Satan wanted to put on the inside of you, which would be the leaven that would be on the inside of you to make sure you stay just as worldly even after you got saved as you possibly do. Now, the word ungodliness right there means impiety, that is wickedness, impiety. Now, when we, talk, when we, when we learn learning the, the, the message about religion or, or, or relationship, question mark, you're learning about the importance of piety. This is impiety. It's the opposite. The word impiety means anything, in, any impious act, practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Any impious act, practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some folks say, you really didn't help me because you still use the word pious in there. Amen, impious. The word impious means not pious or religious, not pious nor religious, lacking reverence for God and religious practices. Not pious or religious, lacking reverence for God and religious practice. So God said, I need you to deny all your practices, all the things that you do that are not pious that are not religious, that are lacking reverence for God, that do not, or, or lack reverence for the Christian and religious practices that I'm teaching you. Why? Because they that's wickedness. I want you to deny all impiety and all wickedness. That word wickedness means wicked conduct or practices. Wicked conducts or practices. <laughs> it's wicked. Wicked. You can't say that right, wicked. You got get, uh, wicked. What are you doing? That's just wicked. The word wicked means evil or morally bad in principles or practices. Wicked or morally bad in in, in in principles or practices. And before we go any further, this is in God's eyes, not in our eyes. Because we don't know what's good yet. So we, if we don't know what's good, we sure don't know what's wicked. That's why we can roll our eyes at somebody and think that that's just what we do. No, that was wicked. That was evil. That little little statement you made under your breath, that was evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That little statement you made within when you didn't even breathe it out, that was evil. We didn't think it was evil. We thought it was therapeutic because I feel better now. I've done and gave you a piece of my mind. I've done and told you about yourself. After I done told you that I ain't nothing to be trifling with. I ain't nothing to be playing with. You better watch yourself. I'm grown. You don't tell me what to do. I'm I'm just as saved as you are. And you don't tell me what to do. You need to take the pole out your eye before you talk to me. And and all this kind of stuff that we be going through. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's wicked. That's wicked conduct and practices. Because the word wicked also means twisted. Twisted because it comes from the same word we use for wicker. You know, wicker, furniture, is twisted, it's wound, it's bowed up. It's twisted. The word wicked means twisted or changed or altered from the original form or shape. And God said, I gave you a, a, there are things that you're supposed to do in their proper shape, in their proper form. But because you've went through this world system, it's twisted in you, whereas everything has been turned and twisted. Whereas right's no longer right now, right is wrong. And wrong is no longer wrong, but right lo- wrong is right now. And so God wants us to just get rid of it. He said, just get rid of it, and I'll give it to you back in the proper form. I'll give it to you the way it's supposed to be. But please note that all of those definitions for ungodliness speak of acts or practices. They all speak of acts or practices. All of them speak about our conduct. All of them speak about our conduct. I wonder why. I'll tell you why. That's because God wants us to learn things about ourselves that changes our conduct. God wants us to learn things about ourselves that changes our conduct. Denying ungodliness and accepting the new life God wants us to be able to live so that it's going to be done with a different conduct. We conduct ourselves differently than we did. That's one of the things that grace comes into your life to do. It's not just to save you, but it's to help change your conduct which is the opposite of what most people are teaching about grace right now because they're saying grace says don't even talk to you about what you're doing. Don't even bring it up because God wouldn't bring that up to you. Shut up, stupid. The grace of God is what's going to teach it to you. That's what's going to teach it to you. So if you're learning any kind of doctrine about grace that does not tell you you're wrong, does not tell you your stuff is twisted, does not tell you that you're going out this world backwards, that is not the grace of God. Because the grace of God teaches to deny all ungodliness. It teaches to deny all worldly lusts. It teaches to live your life godly, righteously, soberly. It teaches you that. So, if the, and so all of the word of God that God shares with you is so that grace and peace can multiply in the midst of your life. Wait, I want to tell you even more what you're doing. I want to tell you even more where you ain't lining up. And hey, listen to me. Some of us, we've been in this thing for a little while. We figure like, oh, see, I know that stuff. You can know more. In fact, he wants to tell you more. I said, he wants to tell you more. We just get so far in this thing, we don't listen no more. We listen for something that we can laugh, looking for something that we can be entertained. But we stop being trained. He says, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. That phrase worldly lust is talking about lust we learned and or acquired from the world. Lust we learned and or acquired from the world. Which means you didn't have it until you was trained by, trained in it by the world. You was taught it in the world. You was trained in it in the world. That wasn't natural. You was trained that. God made you. He didn't put that in you. That desire that you got, that, wasn't, that, that didn't come from God. You had to learn that. That's good news. Ask me why. Because anything you learn, you can unlearn. Anytime you was trained, once it's explained, you can get untrained and be like, I didn't know that. And then it can cause a difference. He's talking about worldly lust, which is lust that comes from the world. That word lust is talking about longings, especially for what's forbidden. Longings. Especially for for what's forbidden. See, that's where the world comes in. Because remember, the world system is set up by Satan. Satan always wants you to Long for the things that are forbidden. Stuff you ain't supposed to have. Ain't, ain't supposed to touch. And some of it might be something that you're supposed to have, but just not now. I said just not now. Always oh, have you longing for something that you ain't supposed to have. Long, I got to have it. You know you ain't got to have it. Oh, it's, it's good for the eye. Quit looking at it. Praise God, is. <laughs> It tastes good. What you are doing tasting it? <laughs> Please note that this definition also, the one for worldly lust, speaks of our actions and our practices. It speaks of our conduct. Hmm, I'm noticing a pattern here. Maybe our conduct does matter after the grace of God shows up in our life. Maybe it does matter, especially since it's the grace of God that comes in and teaches us to deny ungodliness. Conduct and worldly lust. Conduct. So it must be our conduct does matter. So any teaching telling you that what you do after that don't matter? Because it's, it's under the grace. It's all about grace. No, all about grace is for it to stop after you say. Not before. Because at four, you can't stop it. Why? Ask me why. Because you haven't received the grace to do it yet. So you can't stop it. So he ain't going to talk to you about something you can't do. God only talks about what you can do. He don't talk about what you can't do. He don't talk to you. He don't ever talk to you about what you can't do. He always talk to you about what you can do. You might not think you can do it, but you can do it. Why? Because he said you could. Ask Peter. He said, hey, come. As in walk on water, come. Yeah, I can't do that. No, you couldn't until I said it. But now that I said it, you can. And if he could say be holy and sin not, you now have the grace to do it. Because you have the power of God unto salvation to be able to cause a manifestation in the middle of your life. You have a word from God. Because the grace of God comes to teach you that so that you can know that. So, not, so, so the grace of God comes into our lives to teach us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, conduct, conduct. Not teaching us that what we do doesn't matter because of the grace. It shows us how much it matters. That I'm coming to teach you. I, I remember the preachers used to say, you know, I, God sent me by I'm here to say to you. And then they tell you whatever they say. God sent me by I'm here to tell you. They tell you, but at this time God said, I come myself to tell you, stop it. Just cut it out. Just stop it. Just stop it. As soon as he says, stop it. You got the ability to stop it. That's powerful to me because once again, that's where he's going to be able to show the people through you, the power of God, because you believed it, received it. And then a manifestation of it occurred in the midst of your life. And then people would say, how'd that happen? You say, cause God is good. Now why teach us to deny something if it don't matter? That's because it does matter. It matters because it's part of the transformation that God wants to do in the midst of our lives after we give him our lives. It's part of the transformation that, that, that He wants to do in the midst of our life. That's why in every translation you read, it'll always say the same thing. Once we get saved, God wants us to change. Once we get saved, God wants us to change. He wants us to stop doing what we used to do and start living like he wants us to do. Every single one of them says it. Every single one of them said it. Now, I put down 50, 11 different passages that say it. So I want you to see it for yourself. So you think that. But then I thought, Don, nah, they're gonna they're going to gonna be, they're going to be, they're going to get tired of it by the time I get to the 10th. So I stopped with nine. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't expecting y'all to worship as long as you was, but God. So we might have to cut it at eight, you know, anyway, let's, let's, let's see. Let's start with the Bible in basic English. It renders verse 11 and 12 this way. It says, for the grace of God has come giving salvation to all men, training us so that turning away from evil and the desires of this world, we may be living wisely that we may be living wisely and uprightly in the knowledge of God in this present world. See, when grace of God comes to us, it gives us salvation and it trains us to turn away from evil so that we can live wisely. So that we can live wisely. Which means before we was living stupidly. I apologize. No, we weren't. Ignorantly. Unlearned because we didn't know. We were living ignorantly. Look at your neighbor and say, you know you was ignorant. You know you was ignorant. Praise God, amen. <laughs> Remember the word ignorant just means unlearned. That's all it means. Don't be getting mad about it. Like, Who do you think you're talking to? See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, we didn't know. But that's what grace of God came to show. That's, that's wrong. That's what you should not do. That's part of the reason why everything, you haven't hell all up in the middle of your life because it's coming from you. I said because it's coming from you. And that's like a lot of us. We're thinking, man, things ain't working out in my life like I think they should. God said, I know. But the grace of God is going to come and teach you how to live. Teach you what to stop and teach you what to start so that everything can work out well in your life. Let me read it out of the Darby translation. Darby translation does verse 11 and 12 this way. It says, for the grace of God, which carries with it salvation for all men has appeared, teaching us that having denied impiety and worldly lust, we should live soberly and justly and piously in the present course of things. Now, the same grace of God, which carries with it salvation for all men, is the same grace that teaches us how that we ought to live the life that saved people are supposed to live, which means denying this and that and that and this, And starting to do this and this and that and that. Denying this and this and that and this. And then starting to do that and this and that and that and this. But as same person is supposed to do this. And every one of us, he's going to talk to us about what it is with us. Because with me, it might be something different. With you, it might be something different. But categorically, it's the same. Denying the stuff you ain't supposed to do, start doing the stuff that you're supposed to do. Every single one of us. And it's the grace of God which teaches it to us. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that it's true. There really are transformations and manifestations that God wants to bring into the lives of me and you. I also hope that you're becoming more willing to cooperate with God so that He can cause the transformations and manifestations to happen in the lives of me and you. So come on, saints of God. Let's let God do what He wants to do in the lives of me and you. Let's let God cause transformation and manifestations to happen for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at ERCO 210-7859238. That's Erico 210 9238 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, I got just the thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half the pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship. And get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so they can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you married people this Friday at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. You'll be blessed when you do, both of you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word that we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.